Myers Labady. Today it is Nicole Fowles and Hannah Simpson. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, Delaware. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. Hey, we got Mark and Gage in here this morning. Hi, hey. guys. Party. <laughs> party time. It really is a party. If you guys had the cameras on right before we got on air, I was serenading them because I am seeing the musical six next week. Cool. I'm so excited. Cool. I'm excited for you. Yeah. I'm jealous, actually, is the yeah. word I'm looking for. I think, I think, is it too late to enter the lottery for the, I don't know. For the lottery tickets? They're, they're, guys, here's a little insider secret. If you didn't get season tickets and you want to try and get them cheaper, like with a chance, is it called something seat? Lucky seat. Lucky seat. Yeah, that's yeah. Lucky seat is an actually amazing... no. Don't don't do it because I enter the lotto and if yeah. there's fewer people in the lotto, I right. could probably win. Forget you heard that. Nicole <laughs> says I should go see it. I'm pretty excited about this now. All of a sudden, it sounds good. Yeah, it's it's really great. It's the story. This is, has nothing to do with what we're reading today, but it has a lot to do with what I've been listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Your singing is what inspired me, by the way. Oh, oh, thank you. Yes, I will. I will do my best to reperform it at any point on demand. Um, <laughs> The, the yeah the story it's Henry the Henry the eighth and he had six wives and some of them lived and some of them did not and some of them were purposely not alive <laughs> and some of them were accidentally not alive and so oh, it's the God. six wives and they and they have risen from the dead they have not risen from the dead they're just to tell the story to tell the story <laughs> so it's, yeah it's coming to uh, I think the Ohio theater next week I've got my tickets Mark's got his media pass Wait, I'm going. you should definitely go. Yeah. <laughs> and Hannah's in the lottery, but no one else entered the lottery. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up to see if we have the soundtrack in uh, Hoopla, and I did not see the soundtrack in Hoopla, but I did see the Easy Piano. That would be fun if you got someone who, who likes to tickle the ivories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Playing a little bit there. Well, um, our guest is joining us via the phone, the second half of this program, as Gage looks to the phone lines. And <laughs> and uh, it's going to be Miss uh, Sarah Ressler-Wright from Delaware City Schools. She is the librarian at Hayes High School. Um, and she's going to be talking a little bit about Neil Schusterman and his visit to Delaware County on uh, February 7th and the 8th. And so we're very excited about that. Oh, yeah. We cannot wait. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, Hannah and I are going to talk a little bit about what we're reading. So, Hannah, what sorts of things? Have, <laughs> I mean, you're like a voracious reader. So what sorts of things have you been getting into lately? Oh, I have been going down uh, Greek mythology and, and Greek tales. Yeah, I'm um, there, too. Before, just before the book I, I'm going to talk about today, I, I got an, an advanced copy of a book called Stone Blind, which is retelling Medusa's tale. Oh, fun. Um, and and you, really, you really do end up sympathetic to Medusa, and that old Perseus, he can kick a can, as yeah, far as I'm concerned. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, she can't help it that she's a Gorgon, you know. She, well, she wasn't original. I mean, she was born a Gorgon, but, not a, but she was just a normal girl, and then Athena made her into what she is to give her a ability to protect herself. Oh, so Athena her... thought she was doing a good thing, yes. but kind of a curse. Yes. Hmm. Yes. And as as retribution for her being assaulted by Poseidon. So there's a whole thing. It's you know what, when it comes out, highly recommend <laughs> it. But I, I in the same vein, I am reading now um The Odyssey. That's right. That that 400 some line poem by our old friend Homer. Homer. But the this, Odyssey. The Odyssey. The Odyssey. The Odyssey. Are <laughs> right. following Odysseus's travels and travails and turmoil. Uh, this version was translated by a woman, and this is the first English translation published by a woman. Mm -hmm. um, it was initially the first published woman was in uh, French mm -hmm. in 1708. Oh, okay. Because it's like a two, three thousand year old story. Right. Um, and, and it's. 
Emily Wilson did the translation, and what she did that is different from what men have done is she brought it back to iambic pentameter, which we all know from Shakespeare, Yeah. and she is matching Homer line for line. She's trying to do a very stark translation. Almost like literal translation. Yes, with yeah. still having it make sense and, and match the beats of iambic pentameter. Wow. And, uh, and what they're finding is there are lots of words that men made choices for when they've been translating over these past couple thousand years that uh-huh. are that were very violent or um yeah or like especially towards the, the action verbs towards women they were things like rape and yeah. and, and and things like and or they're saying that are actually rape but were not, men were not choosing rape they were tra- choosing to give the men in the story the benefit of the doubt and oh. emily cuts no corners and it's very enlightening and so she's going cool. back to the original Greek. She's really looking at some of the root meaning of those words. Yes. And and I bet it gives the the poem, the tale, and yes. completely different Yes, and she's tried feeling. to pick words that are based, that have Greek roots. Right. English words that have Greek roots that are or Latin roots that are not French or Germanic or anything like that. Interesting. Yes. And so, yes, it's very, very nerdy. It's very, very <laughs> academic. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, I fully own it. Uh, it's, it, it is going to take me a long time to finish it, but I'm learning things. And I think that that's, you don't often get to learn this way with fiction. Yeah. So. <laughs> the, the closest that I've ever gotten to the Odyssey was, Oh, brother, where art, where art thou? Oh, that's I about, <laughs> that's about as close as I've ever gotten to may have Homer. To, may have to uh, watch that one soon. I just love the soundtrack. It's so good. Really, I love bluegrass. Yeah, it's really, really amazing. And George Clooney does a great job in it. The whole the whole cast is really wonderful. I just I just saw a TikTok about that movie actually, and George Clooney was saying that um, the Coen Brothers who wrote the movie mm-hmm. Oh Brother Where Art Thou, they, you don't mess with their script. You you play it exactly as they wrote it. Yeah. But George had sent it to his uncle who lives in Kentucky, and. And he just like read the lines, and then George just mimicked what he said because he liked the accent. Uh-huh. And the Coen brothers pulled him aside and said, "You've taken out all the curse words." And his uncle, being the good Baptist mm-hmm. man that he was, Kentucky man, was not having those curse words. And so that, that <laughs> George Clooney's uncle is the only person to have ever rewritten the Coen brothers. Ooh, wow, <laughs> that's funny. Our phones—they know we're listening, right? TikTok yeah. it comes back with everything. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you're on a Greek kick because I am also on a Greek kick. Um, I have discovered a graphic novel. Um, It probably came to my attention last year when I was reading through the Goodreads, um, you know, top picks of 2022. Mm -hmm. And there was a book published in the graphic novel section in 2022 that was among the top picks and it is called Lore Olympus and last year um, volume two I want to say was published Um, right now there are three volumes that have been maybe it was even three that was published just last year Um, but it's called Lore Olympus Um, it's by Rachel Smythe S-M-Y-T-H-E and she is a graphic um, novelist, a graphic artist. She has created this story that is the love story of uh, Persephone and Hades. And if you have been listening to this show for some time, you know that I'm a little obsessed with Persephone and Hades anyway because of the musical Hades Town. So I've kind of, that's probably actually what triggered like this whole mm-hmm. kick. I was like, yeah, give me another point of view on it. Um, I can tell you that this. This book, these series, volume one, volume two, and volume three that are all out right now, volume four that's coming out in 2023, are some of the most gorgeous graphic novel illustrations that I have ever seen in my entire life. Her color palette, they're in full color. Her color palette that she chooses for them are these 
um, jewel tones of rubies and sapphires and pinks and ceruleans, just these gorgeous, gorgeous jewel tones that all go together. The way that she, uh, you know, personifies the gods um, is they're all colored. So Persephone is a pink um, and Hades is a, is a blue. Um, Hera is a golden kind mm. of color. And then, of course, you have Poseidon and he's got the, the blue, the bluish green kind of aqua of the ocean. Um, so they're just gorgeous, gorgeous colors. And so if you start on along this journey, um, you will discover that, you know, Persephone, she has been... Um, allowed to live in Olympus by her mother Demeter um, and Persephone is the goddess of spring and so she kind of brings life wherever she goes. One of the funny quirks about her is her hair is very short whenever you first meet her um, but then as you keep reading it has different lengths to it and you realize that as she is like frustrated or stressed or um, her emotions kind of trigger her hair to grow <laughs> and so there are certain um, there are certain panels where you see that she's just walking along and her trail is a mile long behind or her hair is a, a trail a mile long behind her um, and so then she goes back to her roommate Artemis and she's like hey can you can you do the thing again and Artemis, like, you know, whips out her sword and chops her hair off. And she's like, ah, oh, that feels so much better. <laughs> so she's constantly cutting and regrowing her hair. Um, the entire series began as a webtoon. So if you are familiar with, you know, a lot of graphic novelists, they kind of create these stories and people gobble them up. And it's, it's I would want to say, the modern day comic book. Yeah. Rather than publishing a, a four or five page um, paper comic book, you know, once a week or anything like that, uh, what artists will do these days is they will um, have a webtoon and then they'll publish, you know, 10 panels once a week. Um, and so what Rachel Smythe has been doing is she's been publishing them online for a long, long time. And now she's got so many built up that she's able to put them into these like one to 100, 200 page um, volumes. And so um, I'm very excited for volume four to come out this year, but I don't know if I'm going to make it or if I'm just going to go ahead and um, pop online <laughs> and catch up to see where to see where I need to go next. But you can get all of them um, at the Delaware Library, Laura Olympus, volumes one, two and three. And um, I would recommend this. So, like I said, it's graphic novels. It's Greek mythology. Um I would still say it's an adult kind of theme. Yeah, well, the, the gods are notoriously just as bad as humans yeah, are. Yeah, right. And they're, they're grown and... up. Yeah, they're grown up. Grown up gods. Yes, yes. <laughs> they, they they do all the things that grown ups do. Yeah. So I, I would still say that this is an adult novel. If you have an incredibly mature teenager, perhaps. But yeah, I would go with I would go with adult subject matter for this one. Agreed. Probably <laughs> probably for uh, the Odyssey too. I mean, it's yeah. also just ten thousand pages. Well, the the book is five hundred and eighty, <laughs> I think, which really isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you do read bits of it in high school, but those are pick and choose. So yeah, I, same for Stone Blind. That I would, I, I think a teenager could read Stone Blind though, mm -hmm. the one about Medusa, uh, by Natalie Haynes. So yeah, and that comes out in the spring. So exciting. All right, well, we will take a quick break, and on the other side of the break, we will be talking to Sarah Ressler-Wright, the, the Delaware Hayes High School librarian, about a visit from Neil Schusterman next month. So stay tuned. Well, welcome back. We are so excited to be here with you on this cold, uh, I was going to say December. We're in January now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> this cold January <laughs> Wouldn't morning. have known it earlier this week, but... Yeah, my head has been telling me something's mm -hmm. a change is coming. 
All right. So that is my co-host today, Hannah Simpson. <laughs> Thank you for joining me in the studio. We've got Gage on the board, of course. Hello. Thank you so much, Gage. And joining us by phone is Sarah Ressler Wright. She is the librarian at Hayes High School with Delaware City Schools. Hello, Sarah. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so glad you could be here. I'm so glad you could slip away because, as I think I understand, you actually have a class that's doing some independent work right now. <laughs> I do, I do. They are working and listening, and I'm jumping right back to them when we're done. That's but amazing. I couldn't wait to talk about Neil Schuster. Yes, yes. So that is what we're here to talk about today. And so we won't keep you too long because we know you have students to attend to. Um, but yes, so February 7th and 8th, Neil Schusterman is going to be in Delaware County. It's a giant deal. We're so excited to partner with our schools um, for this kind of semi-Delaware reads that we have happening. Um, so Sarah, tell us a little bit about like, why is Neil so popular with high school students and middle school students, but why is he so popular? His books really blow my mind every time. They are so unique in their conception, so well-written in terms of action and nuanced thinking, and he really understands uh, students at a level that they they appreciate, and he he is not pandering to them. I mean, this is great, respectful, action-packed ideas. And I tell you what, we, uh, the juniors uh, at school at, at Hayes have been reading Challenger Deep, which mm. he co-wrote with his son. Yes. Well, he didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't co-write, but his son um, has some mental health issues and it deals with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book is fantastic because it's got uh, the student and his mind is on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so half of the book is written that way. And I've had students come up to me and say, Ms. Ressler, really like this book that we don't talk about mental health enough. It really opens up a lot of dialogue. Uh, And so it's really great when the students want to be reading, right? And so this is a book that they really enjoy, and it it operates on a lot of levels. Yeah, you you totally hit the nail on the head that teens are going to be the first audience who is going to see your you know, see your fakeness if you try and put it out there. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be the first ones who are going to call you on it. So if they're reading his stuff, that means that it's that it's pretty genuine. Exactly. Right. And and I've been giving it to all of the adults, too. Right. The staff is really into it. I had a substitute come up today because he was living in southern Utah. And he said, I understand dry, which is what happens when water runs out in yes. California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that is not far from the truth, people. And it's how I mean, and I love it because it starts and you just go to Costco and you go to try and find bottled water. But the girl says, oh, maybe the bottled water's out. Let me go get some ice. And she almost gets into a fisticuff with an adult. Yeah. who is going to try and steal the ice from her because how how quickly are we going to descend into madness uh, when we don't have water right, right? yeah dry is dry is a pretty a pretty realistic dystopian uh, society <laughs> right yeah right. it's really it's, it's quite scary and we're we're reading some excerpts in environmental studies classes uh, to study, which is exciting. Right. That's one of the things you were saying is that, like, not only are you as a librarian excited because of his writing and the way that he, you know, puts his stories together, but also um, he has so many different stories and they touch on so many different issues that they can be incorporated into other levels of the classroom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I know that both at Dempsey and at Hayes, we're doing different books so that students don't all have to pick the same book that he's written because he has a wide variety so they can read the ones that most appeal to them. And, I mean, I have kids. We, we both got grants, uh, Dempsey and Hayes, uh, the Delaware City Schools. We have some grant funding. So we were able to buy copies for students so they can get um, his autograph. And I, I have more students. I had all the sophomore students 
read the first couple chapters of Side with their English teachers. Uh, oh my gosh! And then everybody came down and they wanted a copy to read to finish the book, which I just finished re-listening to it and it blew my mind quite again. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, really excited I, to hear how he researches this because they are they are so accurate and hit so close to home, especially with yours talking about dry. And so I, I that's something I'm excited to hear him talk about is is how he researches these wonderful fictions. Absolutely, Hannah. Well, and I will say, uh, we use Roxy, which is his newest publication that he wrote with his son, Jared. Um, it is one that we are using for Battle of the Books, which is a uh, Central Ohio competition. And we chose it, uh, and I knew that he was coming to Delaware, uh, but it was often mentioned by several different librarians in Columbus. And it's fascinating because it's personifying drugs and looking at how drugs want to um, kind of ensnare students. And it's definitely... It's definitely a cautionary tale, but it's done in such a way that it's really realistic. And there's lots of hidden meanings in terms of the titles and what's uh, bolded. And there's so much detail in terms of his, the the drugs when they're personified meet up with all these other drugs. Huh. And they're using the street names. So I had to go. I had the Urban Dictionary out. <laughs> and I was right. looking up, like, okay, what is, you know, I thought I knew what Molly meant. Um, but it really, it really is, look at how dangerous these things are. And yeah. look at how easily they can be ensnaring. Right. Uh, so it really is quite quite a great book as well. Yeah, that is definitely. He's got such he's got such a broad uh, list of books that he has written. We've already talked about you know Dry, Challenger, Deep. I read Tilt last week. Um, we've got Scythe, and that's an entire series all of its own, right. um, which is probably his most popular one. Um, Roxy, as you mentioned. So when he comes to his visit, he'll be in Delaware County on February seventh and the eighth. Um, the night of the eighth is his big public appearance, and that's going to actually take place at Ol. Tangy Liberty Middle School. It is a free event for anyone who wants to attend. You do need to RSVP, and you can do that on the DelawareLibrary.org website. Um, if you just go to our events page and go over to February 8th, you can reserve your ticket. We are on a wait list right now, um, but that's okay because um, it's a free event. There's illness people will eventually say, I'm not going to be able to make it. So add your name to the wait list for sure, um, because I can guarantee that if you go ahead and add your name to the wait list, you'll probably be able to get in to see um, Mr. Schusterman. But he's also going to be hanging out at Delaware City Schools during the day on the 7th and the 8th. So what are some of those kids going to get to see whenever they meet him? Right. So the 7th, uh, there is a small group uh, happening for Power of the Pen students oh, and some cool. individuals. We're really excited. Uh, I'm hoping to bring some of the Hay students over that day, too, who've been reading and doing our Battle of the Books and really have that connection with Schusterman. And then he's going to talk uh, separate presentations for 6th, 7th, uh, and 8th graders. Uh, and then at Hayes, the next day, we have two big auditorium presentations. So we've got half the school who will show up in the morning and the other half in the afternoon. Uh, so we really were trying to get every student to see him so that every student uh, is going to have at least a couple chapters of exposure mm-hmm. to something that he's written. And and I, this has happened before. We we had Mindy McGinnis in, right. and we've had other authors. And, and when authors come, um, Jason Reynolds we had several years ago, mm-hmm. and E.E. Um, e. Charlton Trujillo, as soon as they come, then students say, oh, my gosh, I want to read those books. I And they, the spark happens when you can connect a live author yes. with, mm-hmm. with a student. Right. And that's, that really is... Uh, I'm going to say it's a game changer because that's Neil Schusterman's <laughs> other book. That's another book, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I cannot, I am so thrilled, Nicole, we've been planning this since 2019. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> we've been so excited 
Schusterman is is on par with the best of the best of today's contemporary authors. And I had, I we even got my brother, who is an adult in D.C. You know, I wanted him to read Game Changer. I think that he's such crossover appeal because his books really are so so thoughtful and go in such depth. I think he really, although he's considered a young adult middle-grade author. He really is an author for us all. Right. It's a it's a huge variety that he provides in his writing, and I can attest to that because I generally do not enjoy young adult fiction, and <laughs> this one, the ones that I've read by him have been highly enjoyable, so they don't include a lot of the, the, the romance, the teen romances, the angst nope. triangles, or anything nope. like that. He does a very good job, <laughs> in nope. my and opinion. I really like, exactly, exactly, and I really love his messages. I mean, his messages are very strong about just being thoughtful and, and being the individual with with positive positive messaging yeah all right well thank you sarah we will let you get back to your class now um and so you keep those high schoolers in line and we will see you uh in like a couple weeks you know february february 7th and 8th um with neil schusterman so thanks for joining us sarah thank you so much Bye. bye bye Awesome. Well, we are so excited for his visit. But other than, um, you know, a giant author visit coming, we've got some other things happening at the library over the next we week. We always have fun things happening at the library. I know. It's a good it's a good week. Actually, it's a very busy week for the week of the kind of like January 20th to the 30th. We've got um, two events that are going to be really great if you are like age 55 and older or if you care for someone age 55 yes. and older. Um, coming up on Monday um, at 6.30 p.m. at the Orange Branch Library is 10 Warning Signs of Alzheimer's, and that is being presented by the Central Ohio Alzheimer's Association. Um, they do a really wonderful job, and it's one of our favorite things to do to let the yes. experts tell us about the things that they are experts on. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got um, another series that is kind of wrapping up here um, on Tuesday. Yes, it is uh, Making Sense of Medicare. Uh, we, we all know that that is complicated it's complicated it's, yeah. a, it's a system and we need to and so we brought source point in um and they've got some insurance specialists who are going to come in and help people sort of get figure out what that's all about and how to use it to the best advantage yeah both of those are free programs they do require registration so like i said if you um, need assistance signing up or if you are able to assist someone else in signing up please help them do that um our bookbusters club is back on tuesday january 24th at six o'clock at the it's orange so branch fun. this is a book club for second through fourth graders and it was requested by a patron yeah. a, a sweet eight-year-old girl said she wanted a book club mm-hmm. and we found out she was not alone in that age group right and so now we get together and Talk about books. What are we talking about this time? Well, this is probably one of the easiest ones because it is simply a reader's choice. Uh, So it is come armed with some of the best books that you read in 2022, last week, whatever, (laughs) and uh, be ready to talk about them. So this is going to be just kind of like a geek out on books kind of night. So much fun. Yeah, that one's going to be really excited. Um, As we've talked about a little bit in the past, um, our Wednesdays now are a little bit different at our Maker Studio. So the Maker Studio is a Maker Studio Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. But then on Wednesdays, we close it down and it is only classes all day. And as of my gathering of this information yesterday at 5 o'clock, there are still some seats available for some very popular programs. That is unusual. So jump on it if you are looking to learn about the Maker Studio. Yeah, DelawareLibrary.org slash event. And um, you can see what's happening on Wednesday, January 25th at the Maker Studio. But, yeah, there are seats there, so you better jump on it. (laughs) (laughs) And like I said, the wait list is always a good thing to go ahead and be part of because um, you never know when somebody's going to cancel and you'll have your opportunity. 
So that will take us to the end of our show today. Thank you so much, Hannah, for being my co-host. I had a great time, as always. I had a great time with you, too. And thank you, Gage, for running the board. Of course. Um, Of course, thanks to Sarah for joining us via the phone. And until next week, we will see you in the studio.